take my commercial pilot's license, hike through Europe, finally meet Cindy Crawford. Uh, oh, you know that guy who has that other Transformers podcast? Yeah. Punch him in the nose. Uh, buy a Maserati. Buy another Maserati. Probably buy a third Maserati, but in blue. Um, learn Kung Fu. Then, Which style? I don't know. All of them? Oh, star in the next Mission Impossible movie as Tom Cruise. And eat my own weight in Slim Jims. That's it? Oh, oh, make a million dollars. Why? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, I've been meaning to restring my acoustic guitar. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is to get your asses in gear. Roll tape. And begin. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today is episode 48 of Transformers Armada. It is cramp. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Armada, Unicron revealed himself from within Cybertron's moon while Starscream and Wheeljack returned to the Decepticons. And in this episode, Starscream attempts to convince Galvatron to join forces with the Autobots to destroy Unicron, and go figure, Galvatron doesn't believe him. Yeah, he's heard enough of this Unicron shit. He just smacks Starscream across the room, and Starscream is, like, pleading with him, like, put your disc differences with Optimus aside or else there'll be nothing left to fight over. And it kind of looks like from one shot that Galvatron is in front of an army, but yeah. it's in the distance. I can't, I honestly, it was so far in the distance. I couldn't tell if it was t- troops in the distance and spaceships or just textured surfaces and benches. So <laughs> he's either in front of a large fleet or a park. And now with the Autobots, Optimus still wants to get the Decepticons on board to help with Unicron, but the kids aren't so sure it's a great idea. And besides, Galvatron will never join anyway, but now Sideswipe has the Decepticons on the radar. What a dope. Like, really, Optimus. What a dope. Why Why now would he think, I should do it, because he's Gary Chalk, that's why. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, so... The uh, We go then to Starscream, and he's at, like, a giant statue of Galvatron, which is a neat thing that he already had statues built of himself. But he he thinks of Alexis a lot and makes the decision that he must protect humans. Yep, this seems kind of familiar, doesn't it? And he flies off, and now with the Autobots, they spend ten minutes telling each other not to fire the Decepticons. we got to, you know, make it clear that we're here to talk, and Hotshot's going to be the decoy, which he never does. Yeah, oh yeah, they have this whole plan of, like, he'll draw them away, and yeah, don't fire like you were saying, because as soon as the Decepticons arrive, uh, Galvatron combines with Tidal Wave, and everybody just opens fire on everybody. Yes, well, Hotshot's even like, it's Galvatron, and he's packing the Star Saber sword, and yeah, immediately, Sideswipe starts blasting back, so so much for not shooting at them and back on the ship they have a visual of Wheeljack next to Demolisher on the Decepticon ship firing at the Autobots and Red Alert talks for half an hour and eventually uh, says Wheeljack is our enemy like a leopard can't change his spots. Yeah, he needs to explain to, to Carlos that Wheeljack is a Decepticon and if he wants to work with us that's good but if he does not work with us then he is not an Autobot. He is a Decepticon. <laughs> blue is blue, red is red, up is up and down is down. <laughs> But uh, back in the fight, Galvatron lands in front of Optimus and starts blasting, but Optimus just stands there, and Megatron's like, oh, you want to negotiate? Well, negotiate this, and just blasts him again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, Paul, (laughs) 
Dear listener, I explained this to Paul before we recorded, but I had initially been making notes on this episode last night. At around 11 or so, I was watching this moment, um, and it broke my brain. This It was so... <laughs> I can't even describe now the next day with notes in front of me how dumb this is. But, yeah, okay, Paul, like you said, uh, Galvatron lands, opens fire at Optimus, and without waiting a second goes, oh, I see you want to talk about it. Boom, and then shoots at him again. So he already, you got me on the ropes. I'm starting to giggle. Yeah, and Optimus and Jetfire form super thing, but hold on, Overload is here too, and they all oh form super ultra mega overload a thing which i gotta say looks pretty damn cool oh yeah for for a brief moment i was like please let these two in like peak add everything on power linked form let them start punching yeah but no optimus flies away and megatron starts flying and says oh, i thought you wanted to talk and optimus's response is only when you've calmed down galvatron <laughs> that made me Laugh. It's, like, it's like they're a married couple. It, it was the dumbest. Wait, so now Galvatron wants to talk. He's like, oh, God. Oh, dear listener, just take a break from this episode for a second and go watch that clip and giggle and laugh your ass off, because I know I did. Hey, Galvatron doubts that all Optimus wants is just to defeat Unicron, and which, from his point of view, makes absolute sense. I mean, what what's Optimus going to do once they get that finished, right? And he just blasts him in the back. Yeah, they, so they end up down on the ground again. Optimus crashes hard, and they both unlink from all their other parts, which was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Galvatron charges with the saber, and Optimus dodges it. Um, there's kind of some good back and forth here. This is actually an okay fight. And you know what, Paul? I will say, this is an okay episode. I enjoyed yeah. it. But this fight is pretty decent, if short. Uh, but then, oh, oh, Optimus... Busts out the good old rainbow magic Hadouken. Yeah, well, they blast each other point-blank range and knock each other on their asses, and Tidal Wave starts blasting an Optimus, but Megatron tells him to piss off, this is my fight, and Jetfire shoots Tidal Wave right in the eye. <laughs> yeah, and so they start going at it. They just start duking it out in the sky. Um, and then Galvatron comes in with a big overhand swing, and Optimus catches the saber blade between his hands. Yeah, and he tries to tell Galvatron like, look, man, I'm sincere, but Galvatron won't hear tell of it, and he thinks Optimus is just buying time for the Minicons to come save him, I guess. Well, they're not coming this time, but then something explodes behind them, and when the smoke clears, it's Starscream. Commercial break. And when we come back, Galvatron warms Starscream of what he's stepping into, like, hey, you, you know, mind your own business, dude. And Optimus says, this is between Galvatron and me. And I'm like, uh, Optimus, I thought it was about saving the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's really about your ego or some personal vendetta now? Well, Starscream even to Optimus pretty much says that line from Outbreak, like, with all due respect, sir, fuck you, sir. Like, I've made my choice, they'll defeat Unicron and the universe will know peace. Yeah, it this is, I like where this Starscream is right now. I also really like that his wing is still severed. They haven't just fixed that and ignored it in animation. He still has that uh, that wound from a couple episodes ago now, I think. But he goes, or no, he doesn't attack yet. He readies his blade against Galvatron. And then we go to the kids watching on um, on the, another monitor. They're just watching the, the general war, and they're wondering about where Optimus is. And Alexis holds her charm 
A very, very important good luck charm. It says, don't worry. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay because I have this thing. Yep. And back on Cybertron, Galvatron and Starscream slash at each other. And when Starscream lands, after a second, this huge gash opens on his chest. Okay, but. The, the, the move that led up to that is actually, uh, it, it's just great. Starscream and Megatron come at each other. They clash swords. Megatron kind of flicks the Star Saber and knocks Starscream's so, uh, blade up in the air. Megatron comes in with a big wide slash. Starscream jumps over it, grabs his sword in the air, and comes down with a big hit. But in the end, misses him. And then there's this giant blast of lightning that looked like it killed them, but then they're fine. Yeah, I guess. And Well, the blast of lightning came from Unicron. And on Unicron, a giant mouth, for lack of anything else to call it, starts to open. And in space, the Minicons start flying towards it. Yeah. <laughs> the mouth looks like... I know Unicron's huge, but it looks like just a chomper mouth that makes a sound like... Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, it even uses that effect in the, the 1986 movie. I remember that there's a part of Unicron that makes that noise. So all the Minicons are going to fight Unicron, which means, of course, Rad has to stand in front of Highwire and say, don't, it's too dangerous. <laughs> and he tells Highwire, tell the other Minicons to stay put too. And back on Cybertron, Starscream and Galvatron are still going at it. And Galvatron gives Starscream one last chance to just walk away now, and he might let him live. And we have seen this with Starscream many times before. Starscream fairly bluntly tells him to get bent. Um, <laughs> and then, okay. This was a very cool scene with, on what felt like, dialogue that cheaped out. Yeah, I... I that's a very good way to put it. Galvatron basically says, all right, I'll take that as a no and runs to finish Starscream. But then Unicron zaps them both again. And when the lightning clears, I guess you could say, they're, they're standing, you know, facing each other. And the Star Saber is lodged into Starscream's chest. Yeah, they like halfway down from the shoulder. Yeah, they stand there for a bit. It is, it looks cool. And then Megatron, Megatron, Galvatron says, why did you let me do that? He didn't. Like, you just took away all the importance and Starscream falls over and has a very long speech basically saying, Galvatron, you're very mean. Optimus <laughs> yes. is very nice. And I wish I was nice. And uh, yeah, because Optimus actually respects his troops and tells Galvatron, you need to listen to Optimus and join forces or else we're all doomed. And then... He stands up and pulls the Star Saber out of his chest and throws it and then screams that it's time to end this and links with I have his, his minicon, but I guess it's Swindle, right? And just blasts his shoulder cannons at Unicron. Yeah, calls out for his proton cannons and it's a huge shot. And in response, Unicron fires another bolt of lightning back and we see Starscream's, his silhouette at least, disintegrate. Yeah, it's kind of like how he died in the movie when Galvatron blasts him. Very much so. It really is. Yeah, it's just, and, it, and it's not like it just disintegrates in one big poof. It rips down from his head to his feet, yeah. tears him apart. It is very brutal. And the pieces disintegrate. Yeah. Um, and then Alexis' good luck charm because, I don't know why, magic maybe cracks as soon as Starscream dies. And <laughs> back on Cybertron, now there's just a smoking crater where Starscream used to be, and Galvatron's just standing there with the Star Saber. I guess 
Starscream threw it to him or didn't go that far. And he thinks about Starscream and all the things he said to him in the past. And then he just turns to Optimus, doesn't say anything, but he holds out the Star Saber for Optimus to take it. So I guess he's on board. Yeah. And then Sideways shows up and does a little bit of an Alex Kurtzman. He's like, yeah, I'll take that. And he flies away. <laughs> Yoink. Static. Literally, he yoinks it. He's, he, he flies away with static and then turns um, uh, into physical form. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, I got it. And they try to shoot at him. Okay, he zips away again, goes in his static form with the Star Saber <laughs> into the tunnels, um, and then, okay, he turns back into a physical form, and what he actually does is fires at the roof, and for what it's worth, gives us a really good cave-in. Yeah, he's like, just blasting this place like fucking Yosemite Sam. I think, what in the <laughs> hell is he doing? That was what made me laugh. It's because he's also dancing, too. So I thought he was just doing a Yosemite Sam. Like, yee-haw, pow, 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 firing his guns in the air. But he, <laughs> he does critters. <laughs> he does give us a surprisingly good cave-in. Why he would do that, I don't know. But uh, then Optimus. Oh, I figured it was so they, they couldn't follow him into the tunnels. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And uh, then Optimus gets on the screen. We don't hear what he said. Whatever he said was before we see him. And I guess he told the kids about what happened to Starscream because they don't take it at all well. And Alexis runs out of the room crying. Yeah, she has a big emotional moment, big tears. Uh, Rad tries to console her and then he gives us a dumb voiceover. Uh, That's it. Galvatron won't hear Tella joining Optimus. He thinks this entire Unicron thing is just an Autobot trick until Unicron evaporates Starscream in front of him because Unicron provided the one thing Optimus never did. Evidence. Optimus is basing his position solely on what Highwire told him. Well, Galvatron doesn't give a shit what a Minicon thinks. Might as well tell him your toaster warned you about Unicron. And Optimus, you should know that by now. If you want this guy to believe that Unicron is the bigger threat, you need to do something to prove it. Whatever it is you're going to do that you think having Galvatron on board would make easier, start without him. Lead by example. Better yet, try framing it a different way. Tell Galvatron you bet he couldn't defeat Unicron. Oh, you're so fucking tough. Prove it, man. Go beat up Unicron. What's the matter? It's just a moon. Get up there and stick a flag in it. I fucking dare you. Here, give me the damn thing. I'll do it for you, you wimp. You scared of the moon. Hey, Decepticon. Galvatron's scared of the moon. You want to follow someone who's scared of the moon? What? You scared of the moon, too? Come on, let me go beat up the moon. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. Cramp. Paul, what? Gave you a cramp, but what didn't you like? Or did you like? Uh, well, I didn't like that Starscream is now a memory, but um, yeah, it was Code of Hero, kind of, because he, he has he has that moment like I know what I must do, and he goes off and yeah, well, we'll quirk out him. It, it like I said when we, in the review, it looked great. Uh, the, all the dialogue just made it kind of cheap, especially his death speech was like, okay, dude, you should have died already. This is taking too long. Um, yeah, it was, it was a decent episode. The, the action was good. I really, really like that fight between, uh, Starscream and Galvatron. Oh, Galvatron Starscream fight. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, and, uh, you know what? I was able to buy Alexis's sorrow despite how recent. And semi, well, despite how forced that good luck charm is, um, I, I bought that she was the saddest of the kids when he died. Well, yeah, she really, because before that time, the kind of betrayed the Autobots, she really didn't take that well at all either. So I think, you know, 
I know uh, I complained yeah, was... a lot about how they just, you know, shit on story and diverted it, but I'm I'm very happy that they did give us some resolution to to the Starscream character arc and it and it was met appropriately with the right emotional stings and it had the right action set pieces. All in all, for what Armada has given us, I'm I'm kind of happy or I'm I'm content with how Starscream went out. Yeah. Like he died with his boots on, right? He's a warrior. He went out fighting. He certainly did. Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Alliance. If you want to see a couple allies, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at pmcpherson1. And you can also contact the show via email, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Iron Maiden with. And uh, tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. Make your New Year's resolution to share this podcast on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or Reddit or whatever you're on. Uh, and then tell your friends that they can find all the episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later Barman's critters <laughs>